This episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence Network Legacy Scale-Up Program, which is a one-on-one consulting program that will provide you accountability, strategy, and customization for your unique business needs. We all desire to scale our business without the overwhelm. Let's face it, we don't want to scale our businesses anymore in a chaotic environment. This program is tailor-made so you never feel like you're ever falling behind again. To find out more on how to work with us, go to www.jasminehaley.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Tasha Booth, who is an agency owner, coach, and podcaster. I am so excited, y'all, for her to be on this podcast. Um, I am thrilled. I have watched her for some time now, and you all are going to be so blessed to learn from her today. She is the founder and CEO of the Launch Guild, a course launch support and digital marketing implementation agency supporting established coaches and course creators with course and podcast launches, operations and systems management, and content management and repurposing. Her team is over 20 members strong and works together to support their clients in being able to focus back onto their zones of geniuses. Additionally, not only does she have that amazing company, but she mentors virtual support pros, VAs, OBMs, and PMs who are passionate and ready to grow their businesses while living their life on their own term. And is the host of the show, How She Did That Podcast, a podcast for virtual assistants, online business managers, and project managers to learn business and tech tips. What's also amazing about Tasha is that she's an Air Force wife to her husband, Scott, stepmom to Grace and Meredith, and she works from home with a dog, which she's a proud dog mom, (laughs) to Stanley and Boomer. And in her spare time, she watches True Crime TV, OMG, so do I, sings karaoke, Oh, yes. And tends to her organic vegetable garden. Welcome, Tasha. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes. Every time I have the opportunity to hear you speak on stage, um, it has I've just been blown away by the information that you share and learn. So I know that this is going to be very valuable for our listeners. And we're going to be talking all things launching today for this episode. Before we get into that, I would love to know about Tasha, the entrepreneur. I think your journey is so inspiring and can help so many others know the possibilities that they can, they too can achieve within their own business. So if you don't mind, just 
share with our listeners, you know, what brought you into this world of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So I always like to say that I kind of stumbled into it. This happened by accident. <laughs> this was not my original <laughs> plan. Um, my degree is actually in musical theater. So I did that professionally for several years, for about 12 years, and then just got tired of the feast and famine. I got a, a nine to five at um, a nonprofit at the YMCA and really enjoyed my job, but didn't enjoy the paycheck. So I stumbled upon becoming a virtual assistant and decided I was going to do that as like a side hustle. Um, it grew really, really quickly. And that was amazing and unexpected. And I ended up leaving my full-time job about eight months after starting as a VA. Uh, and then I saw, I started to see the possibility in terms of what the client needs were. Um, I was working with a lot of coaches and course creators. And as you well know, coaches and course creators have new ideas, new things that need to be launched all the time. And yep. yeah, and I didn't want to be the catch-all <laughs> for like the tech and the, you know, the design and the copy and all the things. So that's when I decided to really start cultivating my agency and building my team. And that's when we became the Launch Guild. So uh, in terms of our growth, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I always, and I'm really transparent in this, I uh, 2017 was my first full-time year and I made $40,000 that year. Last year we made $750,000 and this year is going to be our first million dollar year. We're on track for that. Yeah. So <laughs> That's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> oh my goodness. What are you going to do to celebrate? I have to know. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So my big thing was that I wanted to be debt-free other than my house by 40. And I turned 40 in March and I became debt-free like two weeks before my birthday. So oh, wow. yes. So that's checked off now. And now I'm like, I just want to travel everywhere. So my husband and I will probably take a vacation to some somewhere. Um, we already have a few plans, but yeah, we'll probably go somewhere. <laughs> Man, Tasha, I'm so happy for you. That is so beautiful and excited. I can't wait to see some pictures if you decide to post them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will post them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And that's that's incredible to know that. And your transparency is so needed because a lot of times when we look at people's journeys and when they've reached a certain level of success, we're thinking, man, this isn't possible for me. Um, and I loved how you brought out that you kind of stumbled into this mm -hmm. and, and you, you made your way through it. What were some critical things that were necessary for you to be able to break through to your level of excellence as you were building your business? Yeah. So I think number one is I've always been a huge advocate of coaching. I've had a coach since month three of my business. And I really credit, you know, having consistent coaches to helping me be able to kind of jump over those roadblocks that we experience, we all experience in our businesses and having somebody who is invested in my business, but not in the same way that I am and can kind of give me an outsider's look of like what is working and what's not working and make some suggestions. So it's definitely number one. And then number two is just kind of getting out of my own way. Um, I know that as an agency owner, the first thing that was really hard for me was stepping out and not being the primary implementer for our clients. Uh, that was really hard. And then when I stopped doing sales calls, that was also hard and, and really feeling like, oh, they're coming to me for me. Like they have, they want to just work with me, you know, and, and getting out of that and removing my ego from it and being like, no, my team is amazing. Like they can work with anybody on my team and I know they'll have an A plus experience. That has been 
able, that's one of the things that has allowed me to scale and to be able to, you know, have the time to do things like be on your podcast and, and those sorts of things that only as a CEO I can do. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that because that was like one of the biggest lessons I learned even in my business. I'm I finally made it to year 5 and I'm like I've done like how many pivots? But one of the big pivots of 2020 and with the pandemic, that was one of the key things that's like I think and it was also something you said too. I heard you once say in a clubhouse like you're not that special. Yes. Meaning that, <laughs> meaning that like you are incredible, you're worthy, you're deserving of all things, but it doesn't mean that you can't delegate Yeah, and you have to do it. And I think yeah. that was really powerful. Yeah. And it's, it was like when I was told that advice by like a couple different of my coaches, like a couple people <laughs> had to tell over the course of like a year. Right. But when I was told that at first, it, you know, at first you're like, ouch, like everybody's special. But at the same time, if we believe that we're the only person on earth who can do this thing, there's no way to scale that, right? We can teach our genius and there are other people out there who want to love and support our clients the same way that we do. So Mm -hmm. we just have to remember that there are people out there and like my team is testament to it, you know, people out there who will do amazing work in in your business. Mm. So I'm curious to know, what was your first hire? So my first hire, my first three hires were kind of stumbles too. <laughs> because um, what I used to do was a lot of reactionary hiring, meaning, you know, I would I would have the need. I would be like overwhelmed already at like 110 percent capacity and basically just be reaching for the warm, first warm body that, you know, maybe knew that some of the skills. And so I think my first first hire was a Pinterest assistant because I used to do a lot of Pinterest management for clients. So mm-hmm. I had a Pinterest assistant first. Um, then I think I hired like a tech VA, uh, an admin VA, but it really was people like literally I had no process, no system to hiring. Um, and then when I finally got to like kind of the fourth hire, I started getting in the groove and realizing like, oh, if I want these people to stay around, you know, I need to make sure that first of all, they're the right fit for the right job. And then second of all, that I'm really supporting them with like an actual onboarding process. Like what the heck was that? You know? (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) So yeah, now we have it finally down after like, you know, team member 25, Uh, but the early days were, were, stressful, stressful. (laughs) You know, I just thought about my first VA and I was a hot mess. Yeah. And you don't, you don't know (laughs) what you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you know, when you know better, you do better as Dr. Maya Angelou says, but yeah, that is so, that is, it's a critical part is how well organized we are and clear on what these duties are specifically when we onboard these team members and not to wait until we overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think absolutely. we're all guilty of that at some point though. We totally are. And and I get it because, you know, there's this fear that like, well, what if I can't pay them? What if the business slows down and everything? But I think stepping out and outside of that fear and doing it, you know, doing it scared basically, like we do anything in business. So mm-hmm. my my suggestion is always when you get to like, 70 or 80% capacity is when you should be hiring that person because then you still have 20% to give to them, you know, in terms of being able to coach them through things, mentor them, you know, give them the support that they need as they're getting and learning your business and getting into your business. Because when you're already at a hundred percent and then you're trying to cram them in with it too, that never works. So I'm curious to know from you, Tasha, you know, as you 
as you look back and you reflect on your business journey and you think about all the launches you've done, we're about to get into the nitty gritty of launches, yeah. but all the launches you've done, right? And each of them, so you you think about your journey, you've reached the first 100K, then 200K, 300K, and so forth. What would you say were some of the mindset shifts that you needed as you were progressively scaling and growing your business through these launches and getting to that next level? I think the biggest thing was just that it wasn't gonna all of a sudden stop. And what I mean by that is every single every single time I personally launch or every single time we have a client, I used to feel like this is the last launch we're ever going to have. This is the last client, you know, for whatever reason. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I said the same thing <laughs> in January. <laughs> I know it always feels like this is never going to happen again. But realizing like stepping into just, oh, I have a sustainable product. I have a sustainable business. I run a sustainable company, you know, and really owning that and just being like, this is how it is. And one of my friends in a mastermind, um, she she said something like a couple of years ago that I still keep to this day. She was talking about how she ended up having to go gluten free. And she was like, at first I was like, oh, gluten free, it's going to be awful. You know, everybody feels that way when you hear gluten free. But then she was like, and then I just decided, no, she said, I flipped a switch and I said, this is who I am now. And she's like, and I embody that anytime I'm creating any new habit pattern or have a new level or whatever. And once I started being like, oh, we're a half a million dollar business. This is who we are now. We're a million dollar business. This is who we are now. You know, that that feeling and just stepping into it and, and owning it really, really turned things around for me. Mm, I love that. I love that. So for those listeners who are in the process, because our, our listeners are these business owners who are heart-centered, they're purpose-led, they're, they want to grow their business and scale their business, but they don't want to sacrifice their life. Mm-hmm. They want to build a legacy, right? And they want to do something meaningful. What would you say are one or two mistakes? I, I hate to use that word, but things that we should avoid as we're launching or considering the process of launching that next, you know, big thing. Yeah. So I know these two right away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so number one is cramming your timeline. Um, and what I mean by that is launches take time. And at the Launch Guild, we really believe in supporting our clients in stress-free launches, right? And reducing the overwhelm in launches. And of course, there's going to be some sort of stress in any launch just because you care about it, right? And because it always feels like high stakes to some point. But the stress that we try to avoid is the stress of doing everything last minute. Uh, because number one, that's when things don't feel good for like you or your team. That's when things fall through the cracks. So giving yourself more time than less, we always, uh, the minimum we'll work with our our full service launch clients with is eight weeks, an eight week timeline from start to finish on their launches. And if you haven't launched before, or if you haven't launched a lot, I like to see that timeline be anywhere between 12 and 16 weeks, because there's so, there are so many things to a launch. I think the last time I counted all the tasks and the subtasks that we put into our launch project plans, it's well over 200, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, well over 200. Like all of the emails, you know, double checking all the emails, approving first draft, second draft, all the things. And you don't realize that until you get into it. And then in order to do it right, it really does take that amount of time, you know? Um, So that's definitely number one. Just give yourself more time than less. Don't try to cram your launch timeline. I can't tell you, every single week we get probably... 
two to four discovery call, um, like questionnaires, we have people fill out questionnaires. And one of the questions that we ask is like, what's your launch timeline? Or what's your, you know, your projected launch date? And they'll be like, two days from now, you know, two weeks from now. (laughs) I like, I wish you well, but we could not help you. (laughs) No wonder so many of us are burnt out, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, why does this feel heavy? This feels awful. I'll tell you, I just got off of a launch. Um, I, I just relaunched one of my own programs. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, you know, I, I did a three-day challenge and then we had open cart for six days. So it was busy for those two weeks. But what it didn't feel like was, oh my gosh, I'm writing this, e-, you know, I'm staying up until 11 p.m. every night, writing this email for the next morning and having to schedule it. Like there was none mm-hmm. of that. And so yeah. instead of having to take like, two weeks off after my launch, I took the next day and like chilled and, you know, turned my alarm off and everything. But it wasn't that I felt like this overwhelming sense of like, oh, I'm exhausted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's because we did it at, you know, the Launch Guild's way. We, we had a process for it and we took our time and knew that it was coming up and planned for it instead of, you know, trying to cram everything <laughs> into two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And you think, I think what really gets some of us and, and I've been guilty of this is, you know, not moving forward with the preparation and planning, which is mm-hmm. so necessary because you get like stuck in this analysis paralysis, or you may be dealing with fear. And then by the time it, the time comes where you really need to buckle down, you're already weeks behind. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm hoping that as listeners are, are hearing what you're sharing, you have to start the sooner, the better. And especially yeah. as you mentioned, uh, you said 12 to 16 weeks for someone that's never launched before. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things we actually just started we um, doing or offering in our full service launch packages is a mindset coach. We actually uh, offer. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <Tasha. laughs> yeah. We have, we offer two mindset coaching sessions with a mindset coach that we have on retainer now because we realized that people were getting in their own way because they were getting in their head, you know? And so when you can step into your launch feeling like, I'm unattached to the outcome. I know this is not the be all and end all of my life. You know, Um, it just, it has a different energy. It has a different vibe. You enjoy your launch more. Your team definitely enjoys your launch more and your audience enjoys your launch more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many, there's so many different ways that you can do launches. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm curious to know, like from your experience, where, where do most, coaches and consultants fall in, um, in line with their launches? Are they typically choosing webinars? What, what do you see the trend, um, that's happening right now for, for our industry? Yeah. So I see a lot of webinars still, I think that webinars done well, still Mm -hmm. are really effective and work really, really well. And what I mean by done well is, you know, having value, not taking the first 30 minutes to introduce yourself and your whole journey, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, (laughs) so those sorts of, I think webinars that are done well are still really, really effective. Challenges work really well too. Um, And so I'm seeing a lot of, you know, coaches, especially, especially if you have a higher ticket 
product or offer, uh, just giving your your audience and your potential clients and students multiple days to get to know you a little bit deeper is super duper helpful. And then summits as well. But I think one of the important things when you're choosing your sales event model, basically a sales event is, you know, the webinar, the challenge, the summit, whatever it is, when you're choosing that model, really think in terms of how do you enjoy showing up, right? Because Mm -hmm. when you are loving the way you're showing up, your audience is going to resonate with that. And so there's really no one size fits all. One of the things that I hate is like when people come to us and they're like, I'm doing it exactly this way because, you know, guru person coach over here told me Mm -hmm. to do it this way. And I'm like, well, do you even enjoy like Facebook lives? And they're like, no, I've never done one in my life. And I'm like, well, then why are you (laughs) why are you stepping into your launch? Do you know, feeling like you have to do that or whatever the case may be. So really think in terms of what are you already doing that you can just amplify doing and do a little bit more for your launch and do in a in a deeper way rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and do something that you don't actually like doing. Oh, I wish I could hoop and holler around here, okay? <laughs> because here's a, you know, we don't stress this enough. Like your business, you don't have to feel like you're chained to your business. You don't have to feel there are going to be some levels of discomfort, right? But I Mm -hmm. love the fact that you shared, build your launch with ease, like focus on your strengths, like don't overcomplicate it. And nothing in business is cookie cutter. I don't care what part of business you're looking at, your team, your, um, you know, organizational, you know, way that you build that out, um, your optimization with that. I mean, sales, everyone needs to work with their strengths, what works well with them, what, what's their core values, what's important to them so they can call in the right people. And I love that you mentioned that because that needs to be emphasized um, because a lot of us are so reliant upon thought leaders Mm -hmm. that we lose our identity through the process of our building our business. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's great to, you know, see what the trends are, see what other people are doing and everything. But I really believe in like trusting yourself, you know, too. And, and you're right. We, we, especially in the online space, like there's so much noise that we often get away from that, our inner knowing in terms of like, what feels good, like what feels right for me, you know, and how I'm going to launch this thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I appreciate you um, mentioning that. And I think a key thing that may come into the minds of someone is like, how would I even know whether or not I need assistance with this? Mm-hmm. You know, cause we got, we got our crusaders out there that are our bootstrappers DIY, <laughs> right? But yeah. at some point we need help. And I love the fact that you brought out in your business at the beginning, it was at the beginning at three months, you had a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how it's helped you accelerate the growth of your business. So I would love to just dive in um, into when to know when to reach out to help, when to seek someone like yourself, when to do it on your own. Should you try out a launch first to try out the product? I mean, those are kind of some things that come into the mind of people when they're looking to scale in this way. Yeah. So we definitely recommend that people do some sort of a beta launch to validate their product, to make sure that people are actually going to, you know, pay them money for it and everything before Mm -hmm. they like hire us for an entire launch, because we hate it when it happens that somebody hires us for their first launch and they don't, you know, they get uh, like sub, you know, or they, they don't get the, the uh, conversions that they're looking for or whatever, or what they were expecting. It doesn't feel good on either side. 
But what I do believe that even in that beta launch, that first launch where, you know, you're you're not doing a full launch, maybe you don't even really have like a real sales page, you're doing it as a Google Doc or something like that, which is totally fine for a beta, that maybe you still have somebody, even if it's like a launch VA scheduling your emails or something like that, somebody that is supporting you on some aspect of your launch. And the way that I get our clients to think in terms of like who that person could be is like, what do you feel totally incompetent in doing? What is outside of not just your zone of genius, but your zone of excellence and your zone of competence? And usually that thing is either tech or design in that first, like first kind of layer, right? So if mm-hmm. you are kind of spinning your wheels and feeling like, oh, this is going to take me forever, or you just don't feel confident in the way that it's flowing or whatever the case may be, that's an indication. Maybe you just need to hire, you know, a launch VA or a tech VA or something for just a few hours, just so that you can get over that hump. Because I have seen people spiral out for literally months, have like amazing courses that they've taken the time to create and record. And then it's just sitting there because they're like, oh yeah, my, my sales page looks awful. Or like, I couldn't figure out how to connect, you know, my sales page to the checkout page. And I'm like, you could have made thousands of dollars and changed hundreds of lives at this point, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So something, you know, and then once you get over that beta phase, that's when you can start thinking about somebody like a launch project manager, maybe like a tech VA to support you, whatever those key things are that don't feel good to you. And then as you're scaling, of course, you're increasing your team because your revenue is increasing as well. Um, So yeah, definitely by the time you're, we, we, we take them by levels. So we think in terms of like beta being a level zero launch, right? Cause it's the first step. And then all the way up to like a level three where you're doing like Facebook ads and affiliates and all the things and all the bells and whistles. Once you're up to a level three, you, sh- you should just be showing up for your launch basically and doing mm. like the lives and everything, you know, I know that's the dream. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I love it. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. One day, one day. Um, I did a beta launch um in January, and I'm telling you, I had first of all, I have a coach that was phenomenal, Jessica. Yes, Jessica Rodriguez. <laughs> and thank thankful for her and her direction through that process. But I will say that I was tired. I was mm-hmm. very, very, very tired. So I um, appreciate what you shared. And I realize now that I'm at a point in my business and most of listeners, you got to come to a place where you recognize this too, where you just don't want to do all of those steps. It's not your zone of genius as Tasha brought out in her bio. Let's focus on where we can serve best. And that's, that's the kind of energy you need to have anyway, to be able to bring in the clients that Um, only you can serve. So I love that you share that. All right. My final question to you, Tasha. Yes. Um, Going back to when you first started your business, very first day, what word of advice would you give yourself? Uh, I would say And it's one thing. Yeah. Okay. One thing. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Okay. I'm just going to say, trust yourself. Like, just trust yourself. And yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say. And I know that that's really, really vague, but at the same time, (laughs) I feel like every, every level, there's been one of those like big leaps that I've had to take, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I wait a little bit too long to take them. And other times I just take them. And the times that I've just taken the leap have been the times with the most growth and, and the most amazingness. So just trust yourself. 
Oh, I love that. Please, please, please share where the listeners can find you. This was such a fantastic interview and I would love for them to be able to connect with you and learn more about the work you do. Absolutely. So our website is thelaunchguild.com. I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can find me at thelaunchguild on Instagram and at the Tasha booth on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts since I've got like two sides to the business and everything, but yeah, uh, come find me and let's continue the conversation. Yes, absolutely. But thanks again, Tasha. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.